Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Small Church Realities Podcast, where we provide insights and encouragement to pastors and volunteers who are serving in small churches, with the hope that the content uh, of this podcast is going to help them to serve with passion and with purpose. I am your host, Joseph Obisheson, and I have the privilege of pastoring um, Hill City Church in Western Australia. Uh, I would like to talk to you this day uh, on a subject, uh, a very important subject in my opinion. I've titled it The Overprogrammed Small Church. The Overprogrammed Small Church. Now, have you have you seen the program of some small churches, uh, maybe in your area? Uh, maybe you've had the opportunity of seeing what the calendar looks like, uh, in the, the year calendar. Uh, in some instances, the program will make <laughs> will make you dizzy uh, because of the way it's been packed. You know, um, I do not envy, to be honest. Uh, I do not envy. Uh, pastors and leaders in such uh, congregations. To be fair to them, uh, some of those programs were not necessarily started by, you know, these leaders, these current leaders. Uh, some of them actually uh, met the program and uh, they just continued um, with with the uh, with the program of the church. Uh, in other words, they have not uh, perhaps they have not uh, developed enough courage to uh, to be able to trim it down, or they prob- perhaps they probably don't even appreciate that the, the church uh, is is over program. Uh, what what do I mean by mean over program? I mean a situation where the church has too many programs uh, on the church calendar on a weekly, monthly. Or yearly basis, you know, um, Monday's discipleship class, Tuesday is intercessory meeting, Wednesday, Bible study, Thursday, men's meeting, uh, women's meeting goes on at the same time, you know, <laughs> uh, for obvious reason, you know, uh, men are meeting on one side, the women are meeting on the other side. Maybe Friday, there is youth, you know, meeting, uh, Saturday, maybe something like, uh, you know, a community outreach, you know, program and then of course Sunday service takes place in the morning and then and then in the evening there is another evening service you know um, and and the, and the and the circle starts again you know the the following Monday you, you know this is just an example I mean I'm, I'm just I'm, maybe this is an exaggerated example uh, in that it covers virtually in fact every day of the week uh, but it, it gives you a sense of what I mean when I say an overprogrammed church you have too many programs uh, going on in the church virtually every day and um, making the church to be, you know, the church members and, of course, volunteers and pastors to be kind of uh, very much uh, stretched. The, the issue within a small church setting is actually the fact that it's the same set of people that attend this program. Now, it's, it's a bit different when you compare it with, you know, uh, bigger congregations or larger congregations, um, you know, whereby each of these meetings are actually, actually minister to certain set of people within the entire congregation. In a small church setting, you are likely going to have a situation where it's the same set of people 
that attend all of these meetings and all of this program and it's the same set of leaders the same set of pastors that oversee that runs uh, all of these programs and, and so it's it's a major 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 issue like i said to be fair in certain instances some of these over programming have not been the underwork of current leaders or current pastors uh, but uh, perhaps it's it's been on for years and and then just passed on from one generation to the other and then um the the leaders the current leaders and pastors just continue here is my here are my thoughts about about this and why i'm quite very concerned about a situation where you have uh, this this over programming you know uh, going on in the church number one i think um it overextends the pastors and the leaders. You know, they are overstretched. You know, I, I've always believed that obviously growth comes by stretching. I mean, if you don't stretch, sometimes you don't grow, you don't accomplish, you know, to the, to the level of your capacity. As a matter of fact, there are instances when you don't actually appreciate your capacity until there is a, a, some pressure, uh, you know, uh, to cause you to stretch but but everyone does have an elastic limit and and when you exceed that elastic limit obviously it takes its tolls on you it, it bites you know it has impact on you as a leader or as a volunteer and i am worried that you know uh, this over programming kind of overextend pastors uh sometimes far beyond what I refer to as their elastic limit, far beyond their capacity. It, it also impacts on the quality of the exchange of the interaction that takes place within the context of these meetings because it's only the same set of leaders and the same set of, you know, volunteers that, that participate or that oversee, you know, this program. So they don't have the time to recover from the last meeting before they get into another one. You can imagine the initial, the program that are kind of the example that I gave earlier, whereby you have it packed Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, every day of the week. And you're talking about being overseen by the same set of leaders, sometimes even by the same pastor, the single pastor, who may, on most occasions, in a small church setting, uh, who is likely to be a, a bivocational pastor. You can imagine that before he gets, you know, to get together his thoughts, there is another meeting to attend to. So it, it overextends uh, uh, pastors and leaders. Uh, Another thing is that it encourages doing over being, you know, and over, uh, over program church kind of encourage this activity driven mentality, uh, such that, you know, church attendance quickly become like an activity to do rather than being seen as a life given event, you know, that one is excited about and actually one wants to, you know, participate in and truly be get blessed by. You know, uh, but but it, it, it when it when it continues this way, it 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 becomes you know a very dry and and uh, just encouraging activity of upon activity, uh, and so the life given uh, aspect of of such meetings, unfortunately, uh, may actually get lost in the process. You know, Psalm one twenty two verse one says, "I I was glad." When they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Unfortunately, uh, this is not the kind of attitude you find when the church, a small church, 
for that matter becomes over programmed you know it becomes very dry mechanical activity driven and um, it is more of doing rather than being Another thing is that it actually uh, prevents creativity, you know, and over-programming over uh, prevents creativity it, and, uh, and uh, it, it prevents this kingdom response to, to real needs uh, uh, that, uh, in, that actually uh, comes up in the church or in the community. What I mean by that is because the church is so over-programmed, because there are no rooms to move, even when there are genuine community that pops up within the church and in the community that actually demands to be addressed uh, by the leaders, uh, it becomes very difficult to fit it in because all the seasons have been occupied, all the days have been taken. You know, the personnel or the volunteers that are supposed to actually minister to these new needs, you know, these imagined needs have already been occupied. They are already kind of even stretched with existing programs. Uh, the resources have already been expended. So, so there is just no room for, <laughs> for, uh, for anything new, you know, because everything has already, you know, uh, uh taken over the, 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 the human, the, the capital and the resources of, of the church, and and this is quite unfortunate because you know that as uh, as a community of faith, we we do have as as time evolves from time to time, uh, new things, new issues that needs to be addressed, you know, by the leadership, by the church. Uh, but then uh, it becomes very difficult to be creative uh, because you you're just over program. There is no room to actually have that uh, uh, rest. You know, to be able to to think and to and to be creative. So so you are just going from one program to the other. Also, it it, it kind of makes us to be more of event planners rather than you know disciple makers in, in a small church setting uh we now begin to plan events from one week to another uh you know embark on this uh do goodism kind of a thing ra rather than actually um you know making disciples you know i i need to say uh, quite quickly that busy people are not necessarily becoming disciples uh, and I think we need to get that straight. The fact that people are busy jumping from one thing to the other does not necessarily mean that we are making disciples, uh, and that is why it is it is important and quite even very scary uh, that some of us, as small church pastors, we have allowed this to to uh, to drag on for so long, uh, and and so we need to come to a point where we begin to ask ourselves the question: Are these programs? necessary you know we need to extract the programs in the church and begin to ask the questions uh the question i, I hope our my church or our church uh, is not getting over program um because as a small church there is only so much you can do uh in, in terms of you know uh, programs and activities sometimes people even go to the extent of throwing you know programs at you um, because uh, they expect that this is what churches do anyway and and that you you know uh, take it over and, and start um, uh, and start doing exactly that and start uh, incorporating it into the church the church life I, I think uh, we, we have to be careful and we have to be wise uh, the kind of 
uh, programs that we do, that we had on, and that we are allowed to, you know, to continue. The point I'm making is that there are instances when, you know, even people in the community expect something to be done by churches, you know, uh, in general. But, but the question is, does your church, uh, as a small church, have the capacity to incorporate all of the programs and to be able to do things that other churches, most likely the bigger, the medium-sized churches are able to do. And, and I dare say no. And that is why it is important to know what is allowed, what should be allowed in the program of the church, in the activities that the church gets involved in, uh, within the context of our capacity, resources, and the grace that we've got as a small church. Now, the question is, how do we then begin to address some of this over-programming? Uh, because I think it is something that we need to start, uh, you know, uh, um, dealing with. Um, I, I think there should be a, a kind of a regular review of church programs uh, and church events. Now, it, it, that takes a lot of courage, and, and I don't think, uh, uh, you know, a, a pastor who is perhaps even new uh, in, into uh, a church uh, will have uh, that courage to to begin to do this. But I think this is something that should be done uh, at some point um, by pastors and leaders in the church. We should ask the question. The question should not be, can we do this program? The question should be, should we be doing this program? Should we get involved in this? Should we continue with this program? You know, to to get further clarity, you can actually ask the question, why, why was this program started in the first instance? Uh, is the reason that it, it, this program was started, is it, is it still valid? Uh, are there any reasons to continue this particular program of the church? Uh, does it help in any significant way? These are questions that I believe that leaders, that pastors and volunteers in the church can be challenged to start asking uh, so, so that we, we don't just continue with all kind of programs. There were programs, there might have been programs that were set up to address a particular need. And, and now, two years, five years, ten years afterwards, the need has been met, the situation has changed, and so it's probably not necessary anymore to continue with such program, or, or the impact of such program is not as, you know, as uh, as um, as felt uh, and uh, and as great as, as it used to be, and it's, it's need, we need to review whether it is worth, you know, uh, continuing with it. You know, so so we need to review, for instance, our purpose statement as a church, uh, and help to you know uh, find out whether the program that we are thinking of starting or the program that is already existing uh, fulfills the, the purpose of the church. It, it's in line with the vision and the mission of the church. Is 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 does it in any way add value? You know, uh, to discipleship making within the church these are questions that we need to ask and like i said earlier i think pastors should take the lead in you know reviewing the programs and being able to you know sieve out and and being able to trim down uh, um, the program of the church especially the ones that are not very necessary now i know it takes a lot of courage it takes a lot of god uh, and and it takes some very good wisdom and tact so it's not something that I would just <laughs> I would just say um, <clears throat> you know um, do it next week or, or as a pastor and and just and just take some some decisions. I I think um, individual pastors needs to study their context and and begin to uh, wisely decipher 
what needs to be done and when such things needs to be taken. Uh, I've, um, I think, generally speaking, uh, it is not advisable, especially for new pastors, to make such you know drastic change in the program of the church because that may actually backfire. But I think it's something that should be done, and these things should be done, you know, uh, with wisdom and uh, and prayerfully. Uh, I'm talking about trimming down unnecessary, getting rid of unnecessary church program. You know, the, the COVID lockdown actually provided us provided us a lifetime of, of, of opportunity, uh, you know, to, to, to have the, uh, it gave us the opportunity to review these programs, you know, especially uh, as small churches to, to trim down on our programs, they, you know, because during lockdown, <laughs> virtually all the programs, uh, uh, you know, activities in the church, you know, in most part of the world actually stopped. Uh, we went online, especially in Western communities, uh, went online and uh, for a season. I think that was a very great opportunity, um, you know, to have been able to review, to be able to review those programs and see which ones actually uh, were worth, you know, continuing. Unfortunately, uh, some of us came back from COVID lockdown and we just continue business as, as usual, you know. Uh, in my opinion, that was a great opportunity, and obviously we're not praying for COVID to come again, at least, you know, with the venom that it came, you know, uh, two years ago or so, uh, but it is important that we take advantage of opportunities uh, presented to us um, uh, to, 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 to review and to, and to trim down uh, the program. The, the lighter we, I mean, the, the more we are able to think to, to go through this program and see the ones that are actually helping the church at the moment in disciple making and in fulfilling, you know, the mandate that has been given to the church in terms of the purpose, the vision, um, the, the better uh, for both the church pastors and, of course, the church uh, volunteers. So, so I believe um, uh, pastors don't need to quickly hide any new program. Uh, whenever people bring you know, great ideas, you know, our church members always have these great ideas that they bring uh, and they say, oh, Pastor, wh wh why don't you consider these and, and why don't you consider that? Uh, I think uh, it is important that we, we prayerfully consider all of these things uh, and, and, uh, and, and, um, and see whether it is actually something that is, is necessary to adopt and, and ask ourselves the question whether it is necessary, it, it will be sustainable. You know, uh, as a pastor, I've, I've, uh, uh, I know that some of us don't have um, the, the final authority because of the context that we're working uh, within to make a decision to stop certain things or to modify the church program. Um, but I think it is also incumbent on uh, such pastors, especially if you're not coping very well with the over-programming of the church, to actually uh, uh, speak to, 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 to the leaders within the church and, and, um, and get them to buy into, into some of your thoughts. Um, it, it may actually start by, by the way of uh, letting them know that you're not coping, you know, with the over-programming uh, uh, situation of the, the church. Uh, and um, 
and uh, that you would appreciate if there is some ways that you can actually scale back on your participation so so some of the programs especially that you are not uh, the one that is actually taking the lead you may need to actually you know scale down on them in terms of your participation uh, maybe uh, the weekly participation is scaled down to you know once a, uh, a fortnight once a month uh, I, I believe that if you prayerfully you know speak you know to leaders within the church uh, or, or volunteers or, or the people that are involved in the decision making i'm talking in terms of a, a situation where the pastor is not is not the one that has you know the um uh, has not been given the, the liberty to, to to determine the direction of the church and we, we do have um such such churches you know um i i think with tact with prayer with wisdom you may be able to at least uh, begin to scale down on on your participation in some of these programs uh, because uh, it, it might be injurious in the long term you know you have heard of pastors burn out and and all of those things uh, some of these things are actually the burning the burnout is is born uh, out of uh, participation in in some some unnecessary uh, you know uh, programs uh, that the church might have imposed on the pastor or on the church uh, community and so I think that we we need to um, from time to time maybe even once a year once in six months go through our church program and ask the question is this still re relevant is it still necessary and whatever one is not working uh, and it's just making us to be busy then we need to deal decisively with it uh, so that we can free our time free our uh, our resources to be able to actually focus on more important things now um i remember years ago there was a, a program that <laughs> that uh, our church uh, was involved in. it was a community program a lot of resources involved in it and and at the end of the day i felt no this 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 was not worth it you know uh, uh it, it wasn't worth it it wasn't you know it uh, and 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 we might have been influenced because we saw you know it being done you know in some other settings but i uh, i think at that time if we had critically looked at it uh, we probably will have seen the reason why it was not necessary for our church uh, the size of our church the resources that we had at the time uh, to have been involved in that and I think we need to make such reflection from time to time on our church program so that we're not we're not we're not just busy with activity like I said being busy does not necessarily translate to discipleship making you remember what Jesus said to Martha only one thing is needful and Mary has chosen that good path. This is just to challenge our thoughts as church pastors and as church volunteers to begin to review the program of the church because the honest truth is many of our small churches have been too over-programmed. Some of them, like I said, they came from years and years of past leadership bringing in programs and then a new leadership not having the boldness the courage uh to be able to trim down even when those programs don't seem to be serving any meaningful purpose within the church uh it, some of them is because we don't have the courage because it's going to you know it's going to cause um someone to be unhappy you know there are some people in the church that may be unhappy with us wanting to get rid some of them actually some of our church members take some of this program as you know uh, as personal you know uh, as personal things you know so that um the idea 
of the thought of wanting to say, oh, let's probably not continue with this because it's not it's not adding value to the church may actually, you know, <laughs> trigger, you know, some, some people not, not being happy. But look, whatever needs to be done and must be done, and as leaders, I think we, we need to take courage and, um, and be courageous enough to make decisions, especially decisions that we know ultimately is not just going to be for our good as leaders, but also for the good of the church. Because the better and the more refreshed the pastor or the leadership of the church is, the easier and the better it is for them to actually serve with purpose and with passion rather than being spread thin, you know, over so many activities that is taking place within the church. That's me being done today. I hope this has encouraged you to look through your program and begin to ask the question, is this really necessary? It's not about can we, it's about should we do this? Does this fit in, in into um, uh, the purpose of the church? Is this part, does this in any way help the vision of our church? If we begin to ask those questions, I believe we're going to start on a journey of being able to trim down any unnecessary program that the church has uh, accumulated over the years. Thank you very much for your time today. Um, I would um, again uh, ask you to uh, help us to spread this word uh, regarding this podcast. Uh, the way to do that is to subscribe um, so that anytime we drop new content, uh, you will be able to um, get notification um, so that you will be able to know uh, exactly when we drop new content. Uh, the other way to help us is to also uh, share this content with pastors and volunteers in other churches. Um, we have uh, information regarding this this podcast on our website. Our website is smallchurchrealities.com, smallchurchrealities.com. Uh, you can reach me uh, via my email. My email is joe at hillcitychurch.com.au Joe, J-O-E at hillcitychurch.com.au God bless you. Until next time when we uh, drop new content, uh, keep serving the Lord, keep holding for, and keep trusting that He will continue to do His amazing, amazing work in your small church setting. The church, uh, uh, the local church is the hope of the world. You probably have heard that in the past. I want to say it again that you as a volunteer, you as a pastor, you are a very important part of this local life, of that local assembly and the Lord values what you do. Just keep doing it faithfully. The Lord will reward your faithfulness. God bless you. Have a fantastic, fantastic